Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Thank you. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Well, it's kind of an intruder alert. Listen, tonight, if you hear any noise, it's just me and the girls and boys in Amsterdam getting down here in Party Alley where my uh, where I happen to be staying. Yes, welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host and your cruise director and uh, spiritual advisor, Groove Mistress Madam Perry. And I want to start, first of all, by saying, like I've been saying a lot lately, thank you. Everyone, this uh, podcast is getting better and better. Thanks to you listening and supporting and sharing with people. Stats, numbers, listeners, subscribers are great, which helps me to get good sponsors and helps me to also have more great guests like we've been having, seems like every single week for I don't know how long, and like we're going to be doing tonight. I'm overwhelmed by, uh, by the high quality of the cool and fascinating guests we have here. Just to recap a few things, and I think it's, uh, if you haven't done this so far, it might be a little late now, but, uh, you know, a couple of months ago we had David Fishoff on. He's the uh, sports and entertainment agent, producer. He's the guy that created the concept of the Ringo Starr All-Star Band and sold it to Ringo. Uh, He also runs the rock and roll fantasy camps. And he said, right here on the show, he said, anyone who registered for Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp this this month, this, that is the Judas Priest edition, which has not only the current members of uh, Judas Priest, but also in the counselor lineup includes our old pal here, Rudy Sarzo, and his brother Robert Sarzo and other people. But if you signed up for Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, Judas Priest edition in Hollywood this month, and mentioned that you heard about it on Madam Perry's salon or said, Madam Perry sent me, David Fishoff himself will give you a guitar valued at $700. Even Lita Ford, who was on two weeks ago and he was, who has been one of the uh, counselors at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, even she said, God, David, that's his, he's, really, he's really pulling out the stops. Yes, he is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Uh, because he's just showing us the love. And who else have we had recently? Oh, we had um, we had Mary T. McCarthy, and she was talking about her books, uh, The Scarlet Letter Scandal, and uh, the whole trilogy set with that, which is all about swingers in suburbia, which was very funny. And when she was on here, she said that uh, she got the idea mostly from conversations she was overhearing from mothers. Um, 
at the Little League game she would attend with her sons, and she started learning that there was a whole big swingers community and how you would know if something was going on because of the, the fake landscaping rock by the mailbox. And um, I love these little sub-worlds and worlds that are just existing that people don't see. I think that's fascinating. And just uh, armchair sociologist. Don't forget, too, oh, it is. And we had Lita Ford uh, on, and that was a lot of fun. Lita's book, uh, Living Like a Runaway to Great Bush, she's on the tour. And Larry Boomer Bromley, one of our regular listeners and sponsors. Uh, he is the winner of Lita's book, so he should have that in his hot little mitts this weekend. And coming soon, uh, tomorrow night, she is the, uh, she's a musician, stand-up comic speaker. She not only plays guitar, she's also uh, a, a guitar designer, and she's the CEO creator of Daisy Girl Rock Guitarist and co-creator of the She Rocks Awards, Tish Staropolo. She will be here tomorrow night on Madame Perry Salon. And Thursday, um, drummer, he was from Kentucky, but he played with this German band for years and years, Scorpions, and then a band fronted by, you know, an eponymously titled band, Kotak. James Kotak, the drummer, James Kotak will be here on Thursday night. And James and I had a little chat a few nights ago. He was advising me on where to hang out in Amsterdam, and he is all wound up for the show. So this is going to be fun Thursday. James Kotak Thursday, Tish Sharabla tomorrow night. Tonight, though, is one of our favorite favorite guests, not just for me, but for all the listeners of Madame Perry Salon. This guy uh, is a musician that's of, of quite renown as well as talent. He's, uh, he's the guy that I call, he's my go-to guy. Whenever I've got a celebrity on that I really need a co-host or a wingman with me, this is the guy that I go to, and he never lets me down. He's uh, he's known mostly from Atlanta uh, with so many bands, Shanghai Gesture, Kathleen Turner, Overdrive, Drive, <laughs> uh, the Ray City Rollers, even uh, bassist Chasm Sultan from Todd Rungren's band said that, you know, said, he said Ray D'Africo has the best band names ever, and it's true. Uh, but lately, he's uh, put together a new band like in the last year or so. He's touring. He's got this guy's putting out music now faster than uh, uh, faster than a rapper. I mean, he's putting out stuff, and it's quality music, and it's good, and he's going to be performing soon, but right now, I'm going to bring him in here to tell you all about it. Please welcome Ray D'Africo. Ray Welcome back to your own very special cushion and uh, snacks, snack bar here. Yeah, I've got people sitting here with me wanting to clap. In your own snack bar section in Madame Perry's salon, I am thrilled to have you back. Oh, hello, hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> it's like my therapist's office. I'm walking to the room. I, I guess I'm in the right place, yeah. Thank you. I'm flattered by the the, uh, the intro there. Oh well, it's true. I'm, I probably left out too many things, but uh, but yes, like yeah, you're you're my you're my number one wing go-to wingman when I have celebs, and and it's it's true. You know, it's like when when you've got other people and bands that are touring right now with whether it's with um, well, okay, like Kaz, he's been playing with uh, he was with Todd this year. He took some time. He was playing with Don Felder. Was back in Atlanta in July, and back on the road again with Todd. Yeah, when I talked to him at the um, uh, what's the place? Uh, center stage. 
Yeah, right, he was right. talking uh, then backstage about what cool band names you have. So, uh, That's yeah, great. yeah, you're the one. Everybody's talking about you, right, all over the world. This is your time. Oh, I I mean, this that. is your time to, uh, <laughs> you know, some, they say some people time, don't get a second know. act. That's what I said. Or say. whatever. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you've been pretty important as, as a night porter. The night porters was one of the most famous bands out of Atlanta, and it's like it seems, as I understand, and what I saw, when night porters formed, you just seemed to explode on the scene and were known. Uh, you played all over the U.S., you played in Europe. Uh, you played in the UK, and now it's like you sort of like took some time away from everybody to reflect, and now you've come back bigger and better than ever. Yeah, well, yeah, I think uh, that's right. Bigger and better than ever. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like the sound of that. That <laughs> <laughs> works. Yeah, I I try to stay busy. I, I'm constantly writing songs, so it's kind of like, you know, that's just what I do. Um, so having written the songs, I, I want to go out and play them. So um, just a matter of finding people to keep them on board, you know, that you know, the schedules work, and then you go book shows and go out and do it, you know. So it's kind of what I've been doing uh, when I can. Uh, but, yeah, we, we uh, I just uh, I have a new single out, CD single. It sounds so weird to say CD single because... I had wanted this to be a, a, a vinyl single, but I can't afford to do vinyl because it's very expensive all of a sudden. Uh, I guess people are doing it again. I don't I don't understand that. But it was going to be on clear vinyl, uh, which I thought was Ooh. very cool. And I did the artwork for it. But uh, it features Koch, um, Aurora, then from the, the Pope, um, which is wonderful. She's uh, – I, I, just met her recently, mostly through Facebook, and we talked, and uh, talked about doing something together, and I had also talked to Cindy Wilson about doing it, and she was interested, but she was so busy with her record, and the B-52s, that, you know, the schedule wouldn't let her do it, and then um, we were up, we cut nine songs up in New York City last fall, and um, Katja's in town, staying in the in the village. So I said, "Hey, we're down in the studio," and she said, "Oh, I'll be down there in ten, ten minutes." So she just gets shut up and <laughs> lay down the tracks and with her beautiful voice, and um, you know, it was oh, a great wow. experience. So yeah. Um, so this is so this is recorded last Federal quarter. And, and, and Security and I, condition three. Pardon me. Thank you. Security three, sir. Okay, that was an accident. Um, I, oh. I don't know. My doorman's in my doorman's in overdrive. My doorman's all excited about this. So, uh, uh, yeah. So this was last fall. You're you're in New York recording this, and uh, Katch Ryden, uh, who we know from the Pogues and and, and love, uh, she was right there for you, Ray. She was just that. That's another thing about you that gets me. Um, you know, a lot of people work and they work to get the attention of, um, you know, so much whether it's a bigger label, bigger club, bigger venue, bigger um, media presence and placements and so forth are bigger people to do shows with. But these people seem to come to you when it's Ray Daffrico. And I know no, I, I, I don't think mean it's to embarrass you. I think, I, 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 I think you, it's the so. other way around on that. I think I'm just crazy <laughs> enough to actually call them and ask them to do it. That's how it works. Uh, yeah, they're like, Well, okay, I guess I learned sure. that from you because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just something I learned as a teenager when they, when the night porters started. 
you know, we were out here in the suburbs and to get a gig, I mean, we started playing high school parties for, for jocks and, you know, getting beat up. And, uh, so we just had to like make our way, you know, you learn, you learn a lot that way. So, uh, you know, you get very daring and you just go up to people that you admire and say, Hey, will you do this? And they either think you're just crazy or they think you're cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, so Kat arrived in front of Pogue. She's comes. You call her from the studio. She comes down there, ready to work with you. And uh, tell us, tell us what that was like. I mean, did you um, did she have a lot of input on the work, or did you did she just take direction from you? Did she suggest things? What, what was it like? Well, we had we had uh, we had been talking for a while. I sent her some demos, and at one point, I wanted to cover the the song "Both Sides Now." You know, the uh, a bunch of people jumped yes. did that Joni Mitchell and all the. Uh, but I wanted to do a punk rock version of that, and she she thought that was cool. And but you know she hovers around Dublin and California and New York or wherever she's at. So um, and then I sent her an original song called Rejected, and uh, that was when we were cutting. Uh, that's that's the single that's out, and she sang on that. And then the other song I wanted to do is a Rolling Stone song that not many people are familiar with. It was the flip side of Jumpin' Jack Class. It was released in. 1968, June 3rd, and it's called Child of the Moon, and it's pretty psychedelic. And it's, I've always loved the song. We used to cover it in some of my older bands. Um, but I kept hearing, the, like, a female voice on it, like a duet kind of thing. And um, so she hadn't, she wasn't familiar with the song, and I sent her a video of the original song. And she came down, and she said, you know that video you sent me? Uh, what a bunch of fucking hippies! <laughs> and I thought that was great because they were pretty hippied out around that time. So, um, but um, yeah, she's great because we we connected on our punk level. So you know, uh, but she she did a great job. She just like a couple takes, just banged it out, and you know, it, all of it cut live on analog tape, two-inch analog tape at a studio in the village called um, New York Head, um, where the flush tones recorded and like, Atlanta Subsonics do stuff there. It's, um, you know, a lot of garage bands cut there cut there because it's they like they were all sound. So um yeah, so it was great. I'm really happy she came down and uh also Toby Marriott, Steve Marriott's son from the small paces mm-hmm. and humble pie has been playing with me and uh he played bass on it. He also sounds wonderful. And the uh, drummer from the Ray City Rollers, or one of one of the drummers in the Ray City Rollers, uh, Brian Stevens, played on it as well. So uh, we cut like nine songs, and we're gonna try to put the rest out as a full-length CD. But I thought Katja's song sounded so good that we would I would try to do like a promo release single kind of thing. So that's that's basically what I have right now. But um, it's available on my website www.raydafrico.com or or the CD Baby and all these other digital sites like Amazon and all that crazy stuff. Um, so go out oh and get God. it. Definitely get it. I'm just Toby Marriott. Yeah, I'm no... Uh, Toby used to play with my husband for years, and I miss Toby. I, I, I miss him so much. Miss getting to hear him play, and uh, seeing he's he's a great player as well as just a just a good person to hang with. Uh, he so is, here's definitely. an interesting thing, though. 
But you, um, so the CD, CD single, Clear Vinyl, you, with the songs that you did with Koch Arard and uh, Rejects the Children of the Moon, it was released, the release was uh, slated to coincide with the 2017 lunar eclipse. So what was that? Was that just for the for the energy? <laughs> well, no, I just happened to see that I was like, well, when should I put this thing out? And I noticed there was going to be an eclipse. So I was like, well, you know, Child of the Moon, Eclipse, that's a good day, even though it was a Monday. I don't know if that's a good day to release things or not. (laughs) Some people rolled their eyes when I told them that, but I was like, oh, you know, it works for me. That's because they didn't do it. They didn't do it first. That's what they're going, oh, my God, why didn't I do this first? We actually actually went out with a few friends and, and watched the eclipse. It was pretty trippy watching the, you know, it was pretty cool. So maybe there is some positive energy there to it. I think so. I certainly think so. And I think this is going to go big, especially listening to it. Uh, so I, I can't imagine uh, what, what it's got to have had big response. Because I know that when I listen to it, people I know listen to it, you know, everybody, people love the music, love Reject, and love uh, how you and Kosh did Child of the Moon. It's, it's, it's got its own, uh, I don't know, what eclipse of Principal moon right. or pull energy. Maybe you'll pull people to the song. Pull people to the I, I like turning um, her onto so, the song because she didn't know it, so that was cool. Yeah, that too. That too. That's good. So, had you and her worked together before? Uh, no, we had just talked about it, but um, like I said, she travels a lot, and just schedule-wise, we weren't able to get anything together. Um, so. You know, it was happenstance. We were just there, and she was there, and she just came down, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a rainy day, cold, rainy day in the year. And, um, you know, sometimes that's how things happen, you know. <laughs> you yeah. don't always plan them, you know. They just happen. So. Yeah, that's what I say. Sometimes things just happen the way they're supposed to happen. You know, and there's definitely a case here. Now, of course, uh, tomorrow night, I want to say, before we talk more about some of the other music, because you've been, you've been such a, um, I mean, you're a prolific writer, but you've been really turning out some extra stuff lately. And uh, <clears throat> I should say extra treats for us. Uh, where was I going with this? You know, I had a, oh, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Tuesday, you're going to be at, the Earl in uh, Atlanta, East uh, Atlanta, it's actually, Georgia. And, yeah, it's uh, Wednesday. You're, you're, you're Wednesday, in uh, Amsterdam. Yes, yes. So yeah. yeah. That's right. I don't know what day. You're, you're exactly. Thanks. You you're a day behind or behind or forward or something. Forward, I think. But it's tomorrow night, Wednesday okay. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> if it's Tuesday, this must be Amsterdam. I mean, you know, so, Amsterdam yeah, so has a night. way with with messing with time. I found so <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but that means and we'll leave fun. that story right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all. It's a lot of fun. It's my first time here, so. Um, so 
So, but but you're going to be at the Earl this Wednesday night, 13th, and uh, with one of our friends from here on the show and an old friend of yours, uh, Cheetah Chrome, Dead Boys, Rocket from the Tunes, the Tunes, and Cheetah wanted to be, it was going to be here tonight, and he was very disappointed to say he couldn't because he's, he's on the road and sick, and I think it could be because he's been in Florida, and I guess with all the, the weather and the air and whatever, he's mm-hmm. and touring. He was too sick to make it tonight. He's trying to reserve his strength uh, yeah, to, to, definitely be the, to definitely be with you. Yeah, so um, so I told him that's fine. We know we can do this together again, but we wanted him well. Since, so it's going to be, at the Earl, it's going to be um, your band, Ray Daffrico. It's going to be the Chiefs, and it's going to be uh, Cheetah Chrome and his new band, his new lineup. Right. Uh, the new, the new, new dead boys. I don't know. And uh, so, tell me how you guys pulled that together. That sounds like fun. Well, I've known Cheetah for a long, long time. Uh, we um, we met when the Night Porters pulled up to a show in uh, I think it was New Haven at this club called the Grotto. It looks like the Bat Cave. It's a really cool place. And this is in mm-hmm. 1984, maybe. Um, and we saw on the marquee, it was like Night Porter's Cheetah Chrome, and we, we we didn't know he was going to be playing, so we were kind of <laughs> oh, like really? blown away <laughs> and, and uh, a little nervous because we didn't know him, and, you know, that boys look really scary when, you know, we didn't know them, so we didn't we didn't know what to expect, if they were going to kill us or, you know, whatever. And um, we met him in the dressing room, he was he was like the sweetest guy I've ever met. Like we we just instantly hit it off, you know. And uh, um, we ended up doing the show, and then we spent like a week at his house in like Old Saybrook, where he was staying with a band called Paisley Jungle, who are friends of ours too. They 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 were a unique band. They had two bass players and no guitar. They were really wild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they were great. They're friends of mine. Shout out to Paisley Jungle. And um, Cheetah, um, we hung out with him for a week, and I've uh, stayed in touch with him all these years. And I also opened for his other band, Rocket from the Tombs, uh, back at the Echo Lounge in, like, early 2000s, I think. Um, but, yeah, Cheetah is, uh, is one of the best guys out there. He's, uh, he's got a big heart, and uh, he's still doing it, and he's the real deal. Um I haven't seen the the, the new mm-hmm. Dead Boys. Uh, my old band played with uh, with Stiz's band, uh, Lords in the New Church, at uh, 688. And um, I got to meet Stiv a little bit, you know, and they're all good guys, you know, pretty wild, but mm-hmm. we all were <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> so I'm just, uh, I hope Cheetah gets better because, uh, I mean, I'll see him tomorrow. But it should be a good show either way. I'm, you know, he's a tough guy. He'll survive. Yeah, I wait. I want to know what kind of uh, what you could tell because when I first when I read his book, you know, Tales from the Dead Boy, uh, and this was about a year and a half, maybe almost two years ago. Uh, they he, they were pretty fond of playing practical jokes on people. I could see so that. So if you if you was, did you escape unscathed of practical jokes, or do, or were you right. a willing participant? In did I? Um, yeah, I luckily didn't have those. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've heard stories. I mean, that's quite common amongst bands, but some bands are more notorious than others, I guess, for doing it. 
Um, I haven't read the book yet, so I don't. I haven't heard them all. Um, but um, I'll be warned, you know, for tomorrow in case something gets played on me. <laughs> I bet. Is this a joke? <laughs> but um. So, yeah. you, you should definitely get the book. And after that, then I invited him on the show, and that was the first. Actually, this was like I think it was. Um, it was two, about a year and a half, maybe almost two years ago now, actually. And he was the first, what I consider a rock star, that I invited to be a guest. And he accepted right away and was just an absolute, you know, as you know, a sweetheart to have on. So that was great. So, oh, by the way, let me mention right now, if you are listening to us live here, on whether, whatever night it is, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for you, whatever part of the world you're in, if you're listening live to me, talking to Ray Daffrico here on Madame Perry Salon, you can call in and ask Ray a question, talk to him. Uh, the number is 646-716-9922. Again, 646 716 9922. Call in and talk to Ray. Hey, Ray, can we go ahead and can I go ahead and play uh, the song Rejected? Yeah, go ahead. Do it. All right. This is Rejected. Ray Daffrico. Okay. That's weird.
Okay, that is the song I needed to get me back on the time I'm supposed to be on. That's what pulled me out of our chat lag. Excellent. I love it, it Ray. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad we can bring it back into the to the time out of the time warp. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, that is a, this is just a, it's just a nonstop banging groove. So tell us, um, you're going to be, like I said, we were saying you're going to be at the Earl. And, and again, if you're listening live, give us a call, 646-716-9922. I know Ray's got lots of fans out listening. If um, So you're going to be on, and, you know, we hope Cheetah should be well, and on stage two, and Atlanta loves Cheetah Chrome, too, as well as loving are you, Ray Daphne, but uh, are you going to be traveling anymore this year with the song, with, with, the, with the band and the music? Uh, what do we have yeah. to look forward to? Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. I mean, um, we'll, I, we, I might be playing with Tommy Stinson up in Athens, another old friend of mine, next week. I'm waiting to hear about that. Uh, uh, I'm playing at a uh, march for justice and uh, truth and dignity. It's a big march they're having um, downtown on October 7th. Um, there's a bunch of bands playing that, and there's some DJs and reggae bands and all kinds of stuff. That should be fun. Um, let's see, what else I got? Uh, I might be doing the, the pop festival, Atlanta pop festival thing they do every year. Um, not sure where they're doing it, but that's really December. Uh, but as far as out of town, I, I don't really know uh, right now. I, you know, I have a kind of a, a pool of musicians I pull from now, whoever's available. <laughs> it's, that's the hard thing mm-hmm. is scheduling, you know. Um, and Atlanta traffic does not do well with that. Hmm. Like, if you can get people in a room together, you can make it happen. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's sometimes <laughs> difficult. Um so I've been just calling it Ray Daffrico and, and his band. Um, so whoever happens to be playing the show, um, usually it's the same kind of group of people. Um, but hopefully, yeah, um, trying to do more stuff. Um, there was talk about going over to, and playing in Spain. The, the, one of the girls that runs the studio up in New York books, she's a promoter from Madrid, so she has a lot of connections there. And, um, I don't know if you're listening and you're in some other place and you'd like me to play, get in touch. Um, Yeah, I I don't have any concrete plans at the moment, but it doesn't mean that I won't be doing more stuff. Well, that's exactly Um, what I was about to say. If you're listening and you know, if you're listening and you know you want Ray, um, call him. All you got to do is give him a call. Some of these things, you know, He'll probably say yes if if you give him a good gig and you pay him well and you give him a nice place to stay and some food. Um, it'll be worth it'll be worth any cost. But yeah, if, give if him, you're in Japan, I'm going to go to Japan. What's that? I said, give us a call up here and tell Ray you want to book him. Um, or else yeah, I have links right. to all of his social media. I have links to his website here. You can contact him on his website. You know, that's one thing we were talking about earlier in, in, in this show. And also, um, we talked about before, if some, you just got to ask. You know, don't think that, you know, you can't you can't get ready to come play at your club or your your your, your town or your country. All you got to do is ask. Uh, 
Yeah. I, um, and then the party's on. Yeah. Things just kind of fall in place with me usually. It's like, oh, we're doing this now. We're doing that. So um, I don't know. If you try too hard to schedule things, they don't always pan out. <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> I learned to, to be loose about that, you know. So, But, uh, yeah, and I am trying to get this nine-song uh, full-length CD out sometime soon, hopefully, and get it out on a label if they exist anymore, you know. Now it's just you put things mm-hmm. online and people download them and, you know, that's like what they do. So I guess that's a good thing for some people. But um, I prefer to, the, the big album cover that I can look at and hold in my hand. I've, I'm a big album collector, so I've got a lot of records. Um, you know, I wish I could remember who we were talking about. I know it was on this show, and I know it was a, a musician whom, whom we all know, like I said, you know, you're my wingman for celeb gigs. And they were talking about how there was a time when there was a, uh, when records came out, when everything was in vinyl and you had to wait and go to the store and get it. And it was a thing you did with other people. It wasn't like solo with some earbuds. It was a thing you got together with your friends. And there was a certain kind of, you know, camaraderie community that you all got together. I just got the so-and-so record or, or you get the record. Everybody go over to somebody's house and listen. Yeah, it was more you know, like a treasure. That if, if you uh, were trying to track something down and you found it, you know, it was uh, it, it was like more of a reward. Now it's like, well, I can just go find it right now, and it's like instant gratification. And it's like, okay, that's too easy. I don't know. I, I I'd like things to be more difficult, you know. But um, I guess that may be the opposite of the way most people think. <laughs> they they like, oh. I can get it right now, you know. Um, but um, yeah, but it's that, it was just that fun, you know. The, uh, I feel sorry for people who know the fun of getting together with people because you're sorry you got something new to listen to together, and you, you know, used to be you go over to my house, especially if you were younger, your parents took you somewhere, and then they had a kid there in your age. They go, you want to listen to some records, you know? Well, yeah, what have you got? You know, mm-hmm. and that was just a thing that was a, a way to bond over music and. Uh, yeah, a, more communal. So you've got a lot more music. You were saying you got a lot more music you've written. Uh, do you and uh, CD? Come, well, we can talk about CDs. We don't really know what they are anymore. Almost just uh, downloaded. But hey, people can get your music on. And yes, I know I'm rambling. I'm still not sure what time I'm on. But uh, people can get your music on CD Baby, on Amazon, on uh, where else iTunes, can they buy it? Uh, iTunes and. Uh, Couple, one called Shazam. I haven't even heard a lot of these, but um, it's out there. Um, <laughs> it, it's out there, and I'll get a, a quarter of a fraction of a penny for every downplay. So, but um, you know, I've always been more about having songs that get me excited more than anything else. You know, it's like that's what keeps me going. It's like you know, I like the rejected. Okay, I'm happy. You know, it's like I'm, I hope other people enjoy it as well. You know, because I know a lot of people write for different reasons, but I, I like made me write for myself. You know, I like to play to make myself happy, which sounds stuck up, but it's it's not that. It's just like I don't know. I've got this gauge in me that it that, that says, you know, that's not up to par. You know, I, I try to set the bar high for the stuff I put out. So. 
it's a, yeah, it's a matter know. of sometimes I think people, if you can't, if you don't feel it, who else will? Yeah, exactly. Um, but then people have all kinds of tastes. I don't know. You know, you can't, you can't really, you know, pick your audience. You know, you just have to hope people are, are into it. But, you know, I, I think it sounds like The Clash and The Who and The Stones and Dylan and all that, and The Kinks, all those are like my influences. You know, oh, yeah, so definitely. It's I like, you know, if you like them, you'll you'll probably like this, you know. So, um, But I, I was thinking... You know what the the joke Cheetah's gonna play on me? He's gonna call and say, "I'm too sick to do the show. You're gonna have to do two sets, and you play the show." <laughs> That'll be the practical joke. <laughs> no, he'll be fine. No, it is. I was thinking about it. there was one he was talking about in New York where there was a he's living in a park with a bunch of people, probably people you knew, and. Um, Across the street, there was a woman that lived over there, a single lady, you know, and she was a friend of theirs. And, um, you know, they sometimes hung out together. Well, she finally, she had been single so long. She had a date. She was very excited about having a date and was all worked up and got all dressed up, dolled up to go, so excited. And so what they did was while she was out on her date, he and his roommates went over and just redecorated her apartment with things like, you know, lingerie, I think condoms and sex toys all over the place, hanging from the lamp fixtures and everything. So, uh, uh, like, stretched panties across lampshades and stuff so that when she came in with her date, that's the that kind of practical like, uh, <laughs> That sounds like a classic dead boys kind of joke, I would, I would think. <laughs> Like classic dead boy humor, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, if people ask you if there was now, what if that happens though? If it were to, we hope it won't. Cause if, but if you have a plan ahead, you know, then it, then you won't need it. Um, what would you do? Would you just do all a dead boy's music, rock it from the tune? Yeah, I would. Pre- I would pretend I could play all those dead boy songs. That's then I would really stand up there and do it. <laughs> Actually, Kathy uh, Turner Overdrive. We were we were kind of a punk band, I guess. But um, we used to do some Dead Boy songs, um, all this and more, and a couple others. And uh, I mean, I actually do know some Dead Boy stuff. But um, you know, we, we would do Kathy Turner Overdrive would just do crazy stuff. We would we would play whole sets of songs, of weird covers that like from the seventies and just. And we didn't even know half the songs, but we we would just wing it, and it was fairly entertaining. <laughs> you know, you do punk rock versions of ELO songs and Fox on the Run, and we'd get halfway through one and go to another one. And, and we actually had a another song called Change of the 80s where we just yelled out the names of 80s uh, band names like Kasha Goo Goo. Because um, there were so many... 80s bands, there's like millions of them, and they all have kooky names. And we were just like, it sort of had a structure, but um, it would kind of consisted of us uh, just yelling out any 80s name we could think of. <laughs> it, was, it was fun to do. <laughs> sort, of like, sort of like a bingo or spin the but wheel we, or something. We won't be, yeah, we won't be doing that tomorrow, so don't get scared off. You should still come to the show. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people were ready to come and see what that was all about. Uh, so, and of course, you'd have to have some gear. You know, when the um, uh, when there was those 
documentary was made about CBGBs, and the band's feature was Ramones, Blondie, and Dead Boys. And uh, actor Rupert Grant, who played Ron Weasley in Harry Potter films, he's uh, he was uh, cast to play Cheetah. And That's hilarious. Cheetah said he's, the guy still dresses like him. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Cheetah has that effect on people, you know. You <laughs> start turning into Cheetah. Uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. So, uh... <laughs> my daughter would be um, impressed with that. She's a a huge Harry Potter fan, and so. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It went on for a long time. And, okay, but, well then um, she she could. <laughs> I don't know then how much she knows about Peter, but, Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I, I did. Um, I haven't seen the CBGB's movie yet, so. um, but I heard they filmed it in Savannah, which I think is kind of funny. Oh, um, I didn't know that, and I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah. Sometimes people, do people ask you, like, I know some people that have talked to me about uh, your music, some fans of yours, ask, say, you know, well, ask them this, ask them that. I tell them, you know, call and ask them yourself, but I think people are shy. Uh, things like, you know, how do you start to write a song? Do you set out with an intention or does something inspire you or there are some things that that you um, lean towards, you stay away from, well, do you have I'll, some kind I'll, of a system? That's an interesting question because I have, sometimes I'm overloaded with ideas. My brain just, like, never stops. And, and like, it's not always intelligent things. It's just information. <laughs> like, and it, and like I was saying, in Atlanta traffic, you have a lot of time to think. So um, I was driving home and I thought up a whole concept record. It was going to be called the uh, what was it? Uh, the um, the Benny Hillbillies, okay? And it was going to be anti-Trump <laughs> okay. songs. They were country songs. They were anti-Trump country songs, but funky. And I actually sat there and wrote half the record in my head driving home. And then I reached for a paper to write it down, so I didn't forget it because it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I just, you know, it's stuff like that. It just kind of comes to me, you know, I mean, or I'll just pick up a guitar and, um, you know, I'll start playing a riff and then a song will come out, you know, it's like, um, the problem with that is you get too many and then you forget your old ones, you know, it's like, okay. And, and you don't know whether to pursue the new stuff or, you know, when you write the set list, you have to kind of mix it up, you know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's a, that many people there, but like, oh, you got to play that old Ray song, you know. But it's like this is mostly in my head here. So, um, but yeah, I do. I do have a lot of ideas and a lot of a lot of stuff. And then the, then you also have to show it to the band, and if they're fairly new to playing your materials, they're like, okay, how does this go? You know, what, what changes are this? So it's a lot of you know, working on that. Uh, but I, I try to put in new stuff and, and older stuff that people might recognize, you know. Um, and then I remember. So it's like I, I want to do some old Night Porter songs, but it's kind of like unless you have the Night Porters, you can't do it. So um, it, we, we had that chemistry of the four guys, and if one person tries to do it, it doesn't work. So 
you know, I don't generally mess with that stuff, but anything after is fair game. And, and you know, you're right. We talk about having um, time. If you're in Atlanta traffic, you have time. You have too much time. You have time to go mad, go mental, or just let your mind, you know, you hate to say let your mind roam when you're in traffic, but you've got a lot of time just sitting, too. And it uh, sounds like your mind is always working on something. You, I had never heard this expression before until I heard Johnny Marr in an interview say that people ask him about inspiration. Where do you find it? He said he believed he he loves the uh, Pablo Picasso quote that inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. And yeah, and that's a good one. He loves that quote, and I think that that yeah that, that seems to fit you too because your mind is always working to something new. You find that uh, do. Yeah, one I, thing I, I don't. I want. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's gonna, I, I don't have a, ever have a problem with writer's block. It's it's like the opposite. It's like. Writers, stop. Like, please stop having <laughs> too many thoughts. You know, it's like, you know, that's why I was making the joke about going to my therapist, which I don't have, but I probably should. You know, so. Um, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> you know, another thing that I'd like to ask you about, if you, because you, because you brought it, hasn't not the music, but you brought it up before. Um, I'm one of the I'm one of the hundreds, maybe thousands of people who are very uh very impressed and admire you for the social work that you do. Oh, and thanks. especially since last since the election and how you have led so many people in, in, in the resistance movement, uh, from the uh um uh chief from of the, the, the um the the the, the grabber in chief. Or whatever, yeah. and uh, you have you have worked long and hard for that. So tell us. Um, you said you've got something coming up where you'll be playing the March for Truth and Justice on, on October seventh. Uh, tell us what, where that's going to be and, and what we can expect and how to get involved. Uh, yeah, I think it's actually the. It's, uh, let me get it right. The Dignity, Truth, and Justice. I, it sounds like the Justice League or something. It's like a superhero, <laughs> but uh, it's. It's October seventh, I believe. It's 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 one to. Um, they're gonna assemble at like the MLK gravesite or a park nearby there, I think, and then marching to uh, the Capitol to the MLK, the new MLK statue, and they're gonna lay flowers or something, and then back to where they started on Edgewood, um, and then they're gonna have uh, a big concert, basically. Um, uh, I think the sexual side effects they're playing, the Ray City Rollers, uh, a reggae band called um, uh, Black Lion Reggae, and a couple of DJs. Um, they have some political speakers. There might be a very special guest. You're waiting to hear about that. Um, um, so it should be a good thing. You know, I kind of get – I didn't set myself out to do this stuff. I kind of got – I was so angry about the whole thing that I just kind of – got involved and once you're involved it's like you can't get away from it not that I want to but you know it is overwhelming and it wears you out um, I mean every day there's new issues and there are a lot of marches going on you know but a lot of them need to happen you know and uh, we're just trying to keep it in the public eye and know that there is a resistance and you know we're not going to put up with, with Tito's crap you know or his cronies and 
this ridiculous stuff they and his followers, which you know is sometimes scarier than himself, that you know it's like he's not doing you any favors, you know um it's when is that gonna dawn on these people? you know they seem brainwashed, and it's a little scary, you know, and it's scary going to marches sometimes because you don't know what's gonna happen, especially after Charlottesville, so uh you know our spiritual leader John Lewis yeah. and I worked on the Ossoff campaign, another fearless guy, and hope he runs again. And, um, you know, but this March, they they were like, well, let's try to have fun and add music to it. You know? So it's kind of a novel twist. Like, we can have fun and protest. So, um, but, yeah. Well, and whatever, uh, whatever keeps the spirit, whatever keeps the energy up in the spirit, because this time it really is, and it, it really is, I won't say depressing is not even enough of a word. This time it's dangerous. I mean, and, and I know that there are people who, who may have quit listening because they don't want to hear me say this, but sometimes you have to, you know, it's, it's that thing of, you know, then they came for me and who was left. Um, it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. And the things that are happening, the changes that are being made, uh, just the, the lack of the lack of compassion for humanity. Yeah. Uh, among so many other things, and um, and the people that are being hurt are, and and will be hurt the most by all this are the ones that seem to be the biggest supporters for reasons I cannot grasp. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's going to take a lot of people. What I want to know is when you when you've been involved in walks and marches and events like this, do you find people mostly of a certain age or do you find people of many ages or generations gathering together? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an interesting mix and I've made many friends. There's a lot of good people out there doing a lot of hard work and but the interesting thing is it's a lot of older people. Um, I mean, people that were out during Vietnam are back, coming back out because it's that serious. You know, it's like I mean, you go, we protest every Tuesday at Senator Purdue's office because he won't, he's too chicken to have a town hall meeting, you know. He could just meet with his people, but, I mean, he's scared because he's, you know, got stuff to hide and doing bad things. And he really just needs to come out and, and, and meet with his constituents and do what they want, not what he wants. You know, these people work for the people, not the other way around. Um, but your question, back to your question, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a mix of people in all ethnicities and, um, you know, ages. Um, but I am impressed with the older people that come out because, you know, some of them are in, like, wheelchairs and, you know, that, that just the effort they put forth that they're so passionate about this that they come out in the rain and the cold and the heat and, you know, they get yelled at, they get honked at. And, but, you know, this whole movement is, uh, people have gotten pretty fearless, you know, and, um, you know, they're not going away. Um, so I think it's a good thing. And I, I feel really proud of what I've been doing. You know, it, it gives you something back, you know, uh, we just hope that, we can make a difference, so that's all you can really hope for, you know. 
Yeah, I've been impressed uh, by the way it's pulled so many people together. Tell me about working with John. I know we've talked about this before. I don't know if this has been in private conversations or on the air, too, mm-hmm. but I have to bring it up again because um, I saw him at Book Expo uh, three years ago in New York. He's, I went to a breakfast where he spoke and got a copy of a book. Also, um, I got to meet him last summer, and I guess bought some new books and he autographed some plus Andrew Aiden, his assistant, who came up with the idea of doing the comic book and it took him a long time to talk him into it. And I'm talking, of course, about Representative John Lewis. Talk about you working with him and meeting him because I was think if there was anybody who was an, a living inspiration, it's John Lewis. Yeah. Well, uh, I have a small group that when Trump first got elected, we started – before doing marches, we were actually going and meeting in small groups with all the congressmen. And we met uh, with his office and um, discussed our concerns. And, you know, they were very accommodating. Hank Johnson's office and, and uh, John Lewis. Uh, the Republicans, not so much. We met with their their, their associates, their, their people that, I don't know what you call them, helpers. Um, they were less so. I mean, they, they, they believed Hitler paid protesters. They're still in that mindset of, like, unreality. So it's hard to get through anything to them. But um, as far as John Lewis, I, I, I've met him at uh, working for us off, and then I marched with him a few times. But he reminded me of meeting Keith Richards. <laughs> if you can make that comparison, it's that same All energy right. of, of, like, um, fearlessness and, and not not giving up and, and as John says, making good trouble. And Keith's done a lot of trouble, <laughs> good and bad, but um it's that same sort of attitude, you know, I don't know. He's like a leader where you just he makes you want to go out and and stand for something, you know, and, and you know, I don't know how he does it. I mean he uh, you know, the few times I've uh met him he just makes me want to make a hundred phone calls and you know, walk 10 miles, you know, it's crazy. Um, but I think it's because of the experiences that he's had, and he's seen the worst of, the, you know, this racist stuff. And um, But he's not scared, and he's willing to get arrested. Like he said, he wants to get arrested like 20 more times. Like, like an even hundred, is that what it says? <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's just funny, you know, and it's like, okay. And um, so anyway, and, and I, I, I see that in Ossoff, too. Um, he's like a, a younger version, but he's obviously picked up on that, that um, feeling, you know. So, um, But I know when Trump kind of trashed Atlanta and John Lewis, like, there was a lot, of, a lot of feedback from the city because, you know, we are proud of, of Mr. Lewis. So. Oh, yes, I mean, and, and I was proud of Atlanta. For yeah, snapping right I, back with that, you know. And I will even say the Atlanta Police Department has stood up for the protesters because they they try to recognize that this is the kind of the cradle of the civil rights movement, and they respect the um, you know that people say what they have to say, you know. And they've been really good with it. Um, unlike a lot of other cities, I mean, I grew up up north, and you, you probably wouldn't get this in a lot of cities up there that crack your head open with a baton, you know, or tear gas. Yeah. So, um, 
I will give them that. So, but um, so yeah, I, I'm involved in this stuff, and I, I don't shy away from it. I know musicians that would. You know, people don't want to get pol- they don't want to talk about politics, but I, you know, I don't care. I'm pretty fearless, and I, you know, I think it's important. And I and some of my it songs are, but it, you know, I grew up with the Clash. You know, so that's and Bob Dylan. So I think. You know, if they can do it, I can do it, you know. Um, yeah, and I think, I don't know if this makes, I think that I think that you would be this way anyway, but I also think the fact that, you know, you do have a daughter and uh, will one day have grandchildren. And I think it's the people like you who want, who, who care about the world that they're leaving to the next generation mm-hmm. and the one after that. Is there gonna be is there gonna be a world to leave? And it sounds might sound far fetched to some, but if you look at the way things are going, like I get to where I wanna look at the news, I think no I can't and I think I get up in the night and think, I need to see if we've been bombed or anything, you know, this is North Korea been pushed too oh, far sure. this time. Yeah. Just uh I think what's gonna happen. You when, you're, so, when when you're older and you, you you do have health issues and health care is an issue. I mean when there's eighteen None of that stuff concerned me. I mean, we didn't like Reagan, you know, but, I mean, Reagan looks like a, you know, nothing now compared to what they're doing now. Although he was kind of the Nixon and him were the start of this and a lot of those guys. But, um, yeah, it does, you become a parent and this stuff, you know, you think about it more and what you're not going to be around forever and what you leave your kids and what world you, you know. And just like these hurricanes and global warming, you know, I mean, they're obviously getting bigger for whatever you know, reasons, you know. I mean, it's proven science, but a lot of people don't believe it. Um, but, you know, they, they need yes. to do something about it. I mean, pulling out of the Paris Accords is, I, I would say, not a good thing. <laughs> it's like, And I'm sure people in Florida would probably say that now. And Houston, you know, it's like, um, so... It's, it's just, yeah, uh, it's, it's like some kind of bad science fiction film, and yet it's 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 the, it's the reality, not just for us, but for the world right now. So that will be, let me get that through, that would be October the 7th. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there it's uh, like one, a website one to people can find out? One to um, six? Okay, from one to Yeah, there's, there's something up on um, um, Facebook. I think if you look at it, I think it's a public page. Um, okay. And I'll probably share it, too. A lot of my page. You'll hear about it. And you know, okay, yeah, and you know, whatever you know, whatever you pass on to me, you know, I'll share on here too, as well as well as on my uh, Madame Perry Salon uh, Facebook page and everything else. I have Instagram and so forth. Uh, it is just, it's just always such a pleasure to have you on, and I'm so grateful that I've gotten to know you. And not just you know your music and and the person and uh, all that you do, yeah, you, you know he's a he's a rocker who cares. You know, I mean you've got heart and your soul, and I think that's a lot of what translates into your music that makes people feel good. You know, like they say, it's got a, it's got a good beat, it's easy to dance to, it's got a good feel, but it's also got a lot of heart and soul that comes straight from you, and that's completely legit. So, um, so so let's go back since I, I've got to, I've just kept you way too long, and I. I know you're being very generous. I, I know you're in Amsterdam. You need to be enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. We have to get you. You need your things to do. 
So that's good. <laughs> yeah, what can what can I bring you back? What can I bring back to you and your wife from here? What would you like? Oh, well, um, Okay, don't God. say that. Don't say that on the don't you know, be careful what you ask for on the air. You can get, get go book me a gig at the Paradiso. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, oh no, my God! You, you know who said? You know who told me to do that? Who told me to go there? Because I thought you were gonna. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about you were you getting me some CDs um, over here, but um, yeah. to take out uh, a couple nights ago, James Kotak. You know him, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Trevor he, Scorpions. He, He's gonna be on. Yeah. He, He's going to be on the show? He's going to be on here Thursday. Thursday night he's going to be on the show, yes. You know, his ex-wife was on several months ago, Athena Bass, who's Tommy Lee's younger sister. He's going to be on. But he called um, a few days ago about, uh, you know, setting up the date and and what he wants to talk about. And he said, he goes, you've got to go to the Paradiso. You've got to go to the Paradiso. That's the place everybody goes. I go, okay. So got it from him, got it from you. Yeah, we'll we'll, – See what we can do. We'll okay. See what we can do. You could do, you, you could do that, and or get me a snow globe, or a, a stones ticket to one of their shows. I'll just make a list. Hey, hey, uh, what do I look like, Oprah? <laughs> no, I. You don't have to bring me anything. I'm content. Um, I'm just glad that you are over there enjoying it. Put it that way. I think, yeah, my husband's working a trade show for communications. He's in satellite communications. He's working the trade mm-hmm. show, and I'm just hanging along. I think that my job to, to earn my keep over here is getting all the good swag from the other vendors. So uh, I want to say, too, that since uh, uh, you, as, as always, Ray, you're always so generous with your time here, and, and you're part of what makes this, uh, this, this podcast getting more popular and more successful. So I uh, thank you. We're going to go out. I'm going to thank you out playing cool. Child of the Moon. Go to raydafrico.com, R-A-Y. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.